Cause I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Good evening, one and all. How are we all? Are we all set for our journey to the bottom of the world? <laughs> I've got my hat on. <laughs> right, so, so um, what I thought I would do tonight is I'd try and make it a little bit interactive. So we would have a little bit of a chat between you and me. And this all started because... Ed, Ed copied me into a tweet today about what happened in Antarctica in 2021 and it just went nuts. You know, people come out with all these weird sorts of things. So I took a few notes and I thought, well, maybe um, maybe we could do a little show on this. And obviously Ben was, um, ben was having dinner with his nan <laughs> and then he went to the movies, although I don't think he lasted long. The aliens tried to take Ben, but they sent him back. Said he was too broke. <laughs> and I don't mean that as in skin, which he has as well. In fact, mentioning that, we're all skin. And remember, if you ever think about... Um, if you think that we give you any kind of value feel free to drop us a small deposit. Now, I know many of you actually subscribe, so those that are subscribers, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Those that don't subscribe, you can drop us a a, a, a tip in Kofi, or you can use Super Chat, or if you're watching after the fact, you can still go to Kofi, but you can also use Super Thanks if you're watching on demand. So I'm going to take my hat off. Because tinfoil is really an effective insulator. Especially when it's like high-grade industrial tinfoil. I, I really need a hair. I really need a haircut. <laughs> this is not good. Anyway, um, so so I thought um, we'd, we'd dive into a little bit of Antarctica tonight and see what's happening down there. And I thought I could share you know, the, the process with you of delving into these things and you can lead me along you know not even asking not even asking for donations this time but it worked really well the last time so if you want to donate that's fine but um what was I going to say yeah yeah you can lead me along if you want to go down a particular route just um just pop it in the chat and we'll see where we go you know hey cheers right so Antarctica's a bit of a strange place because they tell us that it's been under ice for 30 million years. I mean, you've heard of Lake Vostok, you know, that big underground lake, freshwater lake, that they found underneath a glacier that's like three kilometres down or something like that. And um, it's been sealed off, they reckon, for 30 million years. But 30 million years is an awfully long time. And... I'm not quite sure because they found fossils and and plants and animals and things that can only exist when the climate's quite warm in Antarctica. 
So I'm not quite sure about the timescales, and I don't think they're 100% sure on the timescales either. So it'd be quite interesting. The other thing that confuses me is the Perry Reese map, you know, and you've seen that. And the Perry Reese map is a map of Antarctica that shows the coastline without the ice shelves, without the ice. But you can't see that. You can't see the coastline of Antarctica until we developed, you know, satellite technology that could basically see through the ice and find out where the um, where the land was. So that's another one that's strange because that map surfaced around about 1500. Now, there's no, there's no doubt that the map was a copy of older maps or an amalgamation of many older maps. So what people would do, and, and you did it all the time in the old days, was they would take someone else's map and then they'd annotate it or they'd bring it up to date or they'd bring in another bit that they'd actually seen and they'd attach that to that map. So it would just get bigger and bigger. And, you know, eventually you got some sort of idea of what the place looked like. But Antarctica just... They had no way of doing that. So how did they find out where the coastline of Antarctica was? If it's been buried in ice for 30 million years, that's the problem. So there's a first snag. There's a first snag. There's a first sort of tinfoil snag. The first... Let's... let's it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just um, there's a there's a break in in my understanding maybe, and um, and the the current scientific thinking on how old the ice in Antarctica is. So that's what we do. Um, what um, what have we got? Hi Andrew. Andrew's in the chat as well. Uh, so Vaughn's in the chat. Shalini, good to see you all. Um, Red Eye and Julie, obviously. Aluminium foil doesn't work. I know. What, or do I need lead? I don't need lead. Don't tell me I need lead. Um, beats and tapes. Yep, good to see all you guys. Um, artifact in reality, Harold. Yep. Okay. Okay. So that's good. So let's um let let's see where we can go. Um, I I will refer to my little note that I took earlier. Now, I've, I actually watched something that someone recommended to me, I think it might have been Andrew, in this thread, this Twitter thread. Um, shall we have a look at the Twitter thread, people? Shall we? Shall we look at it? Um, we could do. So, if we have a look at the Twitter thread... So this is the thread that um, that kicked it off. So Ed says, "What what happened in Antarctica in 2021?" And this is when all the um, what would you call them? Um, all the celebrities were visiting. It. Remember uh, Buzz Aldrin, 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 Buzz Aldrin. He visited it, you know. Um, so who else have we got in here? Uh, Oh, sorry, I need to click over here, don't I? So, Brad Gallinghouse, I don't know who that quite is. Um, Christine Lagarde, leader of the IMF, yeah, at that point. David Schwartz, just arrived in Antarctica, this, change, this will change everything, everything. But we never really heard anything after that. Um, Klaus Schwab next up Antarctica so 
are these tweets real? That's the first problem. They look real. Um, there were quite a few people down in Antarctica. Um, Buzz Aldrin, Aldrin was definitely there because he he got ill when he was there. Do you remember that? He got ill and he got airlifted out. There was another group of people that get airlifted out of Africa of, of Antarctica, and we'll talk about them. We'll talk about them in a little time. Um, in fact, we'll we'll dig into it. So um, on the thread, you know, obviously this was the the thread. Sounds interesting. Ed says he'll try and come down. Um, what else we got in here? There's another world in there. Check out Admiral Bird. Well, yeah, so there is because we did a, a whole episode on Admiral Bird, and that was that was quite interesting. And and we'll dig into that a little bit. Um, obviously, there's our episode there on Admiral Bird, Operation High Jump. Um, lost ancient high technology there. As there is, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, do you guys know anything about that? I'm not quite sure. London Bolton Howe. <laughs> don't know how you feel about Linda Bolton Howe. I think um, she's a bit of a mixed bag. So... Hey, got some thoughts on links on Antarctic sea ice loss, geoengineering, year-round access, bases, mining, China, Tibet. So this guy's um, this guy's given a big bunch of stuff. Um, so the, I mean, Antarctica is is a treaty amongst all the basically nations of the world that there won't be any mining on it, there won't be any industrialization, there won't be any exploitation of its natural resources, there won't be any permanent living on it um, the only people that are allowed to go there are for research purposes and occasional tourists but tourists don't really get to it um, tourists get to like near the coast or the ice shelf they usually get to that, that ice shelf down here you know where this where the Weddell Sea is I think I think that's the one that the tourists get to see um, so, so really you can't you can't really go to Antarctica and if you try and go there on your own you get shooed away because like New Zealand Navy patrol it, Australian Navy patrol it, South American, Argentinian Peru, they, they all patrol it and they all keep people away from it because you're just not allowed to go there. Planes don't fly over it um, for some reason I'm not going I'm not going down that route people I'll have to go back on but for some reason there aren't really any flights in the Southern Hemisphere that don't seem to dip into the Northern Hemisphere at some point on their flight path. Because you're like, you fly from Argentina to Australia and you end up making a stopover in Africa, above the equator. So one has to think, you know, why not just go the full direct route? But hey, I, I, I don't know, maybe, um, maybe there's not enough people to make the, the journey economical. Now, um, I'm not quite sure what... Wait, John, click on Charlotte's tweet. Who's Charlotte? So, do you go back up? Do you go back up? Who's Charlotte's tweet? Who's Charlotte? Come on, Vaughn, give me a guess. Give me a clue, mate. Give me a clue. I don't know what you're saying. 
down, down. Okay, I'm going down. Going down. We dive at five. Uh, where is she? Where is she? Scrolling down? Still, still going down? Still going down. I don't see anyone called Charlotte. Um, up? Oh no, I've got to go back up. Good God. That's like the golden shot. Do you remember the golden shot? Right. What's the, um, what's our actual screen name? Right, hold on. Shalini says down. Mr. Jungle Griffin says up. Not far from start. Right. What's our actual name? You've gone past it. I, I shall wait one second, um, just to allow you guys to catch up in case there's a slight lag here. So do I go down or up? Shirini says I go back up slowly. I'm going up. Charlotte Evans Bouchot, is this the one? This one here? She doesn't really say much. She just says, WEF meeting, a bunch of private jets melted the ice up there, but we need to eat bugs to fix it. Just a quick guess. Would that be it? A couple of points of interest and it's no, no, no. You're trying to, you're trying to get me banned, aren't you, Vaughn? You are trying to get me banned. What, why would I want to click on her? Hold on. I won't. That in a new tab, you won't see it, and therefore YouTube won't. Uh, right, it looks fairly safe. <laughs> right, okay, it looks fairly safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, right, I'm gonna. Right, okay, let's let's go through this. Charlotte Evans Bouchot. I don't know who this is. Right. Oh, apparently they follow me, and I follow them back. Um, born October the 3rd, joined February 2009, right? So, human and veterinary chiropractor. <laughs> Living the Epicurean lifestyle in Champagne. So, are they French? Do they live in the Champagne region of France? Nice life if you can get it. Uh yeah, loads of different flags. But uh, apart from that, I think Vaughn's just wanting to look at their picture. So anyway, there we go. Let's go back to let's go back to normality. Um, so Resurrect a Monk put quite a lot of stuff in there. But I I am um, I started watching a documentary today from a chap called Cliff High, and some of the stuff he was coming out with was quite good. I thought that's really interesting, you know, because he told them, he told me about things I really didn't know about, and I've done a little bit of research to pick up on them. So, um, because someone in the someone in the thread somewhere said something about um, I don't know what's going on at McMurdo, and you know McMurdo is the big American base. That's the biggest base there. So. They said, I don't know what's going on at McMurdo, but they need a nuclear reactor to power it. And, well, 
they don't actually because there's not a nuclear reactor on um, Antarctica anymore. The last one was removed in 1993 because Antarctica is a nuclear free zone, allegedly, right? So that's what we're told. Um, there's no nuclear power in, in, in Antarctica. And uh, New Zealand's quite hot on that, and they don't allow anyone to take anything through their waters, apparently. Um, but, yeah, so that, that led me on to the first nuclear reactor that was put on Antarctica in 1962. That was 61 years ago. <laughs> so the first nuclear reactor on Antarctica was a mobile unit that I think was initially designed for the US Navy. And they put it on Antarctica to power McMurdo and um, and the British Scott base, which is more or less next door. Um, I think they share a fair amount of stuff, maybe a few bars, um, airport, that kind of thing. So the um, the the this um, this reactor got a very unfortunate nickname <laughs> because it became known locally. Um, especially by the guys who who tried to maintain it as Nookie Poo, because apparently it leaked more than it produced. So um, there you go. Um, people were arriving in Antarctica in the seventies and the eighties, and even as late as the nineties, and wondering what all the big bulldozers were doing, scraping away at a mountain. Well, that turned out to be the mountain where Nookie Poo was originally sighted. And it basically leaked radioactive wastewater all over Antarctica. And they had to scrape all the topsoil off and ship it away to get disposed of. Now, there's also um, there's also stories, and um, I mean stories from Admiral Bird as well, where they were just picking up coal. Um, you'd scrape away the snow and the whole mountain would be basically coal. You didn't need to mine it or anything. It was just coal. Um, everyone was there for all the taking. So, interesting, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, that was Nicky Poo, and that was, um, that was, I think it was decommissioned in the, well, it was decommissioned in the late 70s, I think, and then there's another one, but the last one was removed in 1993. So, there you go. Um, now, Cliff, um, Cliff, Cliff has a, an interesting theory because his view on Antarctica and the amount of ice that's on it is such that because I mean and, and let's face it there is a lot of ice on Antarctica I mean three kilometers is a lot of ice right so he's saying the weight of the ice pushes the continent down right which obviously would then displace more and more water so the his theory is if the ice on Antarctica melts, the water level in the world won't really go up that much because the earth will come up, you know, as the ice melts and will negate the difference, really. Um, he even goes so far as to say that he thinks the water level could actually drop a little bit. Hey, who's to know? Who's to know? So that's um, that's quite an interesting theory. I am I'd like to see it proven one way or the other, but you know, hey, I mean, I'm, and and well, that's that it is true. I mean, the amount of ice on Greenland does push the continent down a bit, 
I think though the continents take longer to come back up once you've removed that kind of weight than you know than it takes for the ice to melt. So I think there might be a period where the water level does rise and then it might go back down again. But you know you, you've got to think about it. Um, we we do know that you know you used to be able to walk from the UK to France in the time of humans. You know I I don't mean like two thousand years ago, but maybe 20 or 40,000 years ago, you could walk across um, the North the North Sea at that part. The English Channel was no barrier. <laughs> Some say it still isn't. <laughs> but there, there it goes. <laughs> so, um, you don't lose volume, Vaughn. No, no. Think about a glass of... Um, think about a glass of water with ice in it. So if ice is sitting on the water, that's fine because that displaces the water, right? So when the ice melts, the actual total level of the water never moves. just stays exactly the same. What Cliff's theory is, is that yes, although the ice is sitting on land, what it's done is it's pushed the land down enough that, it's, that the ice is actually displacing water as well. So... It, it, I'm not convinced, I'm not convinced, but hey, it's his theory, you know. Yeah, I, I would say it would stay the same, yeah. Penguins, well, I don't know, I don't know if they make for life or not. Um, I've never tried uh, mating with a penguin, and it's probably not something I'd want to either. <laughs> But uh, you know where the king emperor, you know, the, oh, what do they call them, the emperor penguins are? Do they, they don't call them king emperors. Do they? No, they don't. That would be stupid. That's like a double. That's like a double title, isn't it? So where are these big, you know, the big penguins, the you, the huge ones. So that part of Antarctica is the forbidden zone. Nobody's allowed to go there because apparently this is where the penguins are, and it's their colony of penguins and. Nobody gets in there. And if you try and get in there, they stop you. So that's quite interesting because normally you don't think of, you know, military and scientists as being that concerned with penguins. But, hey, I might be wrong, but that's the forbidden zone. You're not allowed to go in there where the, the emperor penguins are. Now, um, Admiral Bird talked about, well, people have found that there are um, bees and lakes and things into Antarctica that are completely devoid of snow. Yeah, the the water's not frozen. The water's at like thirty eight degrees. Um, there's no snow on the rocks around it. Um, there's no ice. Thirty eight degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> okay, because remember, most of the people that go down there are Americans, and they measure things in Fahrenheit. So 38 degrees Fahrenheit isn't that warm because 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing point, remember. Um, so that, And this is where th confusion reigns as well because Americans have got this terrible habit of telling us about things like climate change and stuff like that and then quoting degrees in Fahrenheit and we get all confused and we think that the world is boiling. Yeah, that, that and the melting point of steel and things like that. But they're quoting Fahrenheit and we're thinking centigrade. So these things don't equate. You know that. You've got to you got to um work them out.
right. Oh dear. I'm 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 aghast, RCW, and I really can't understand why we've got onto that subject. <laughs> but yes, I think if anything, we could agree that sex is possibly a powerful driver in the animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, so um, as I was saying, so they find, the, I mean, the, the lakes that are ice-free and um, relatively warm water, you know, four or five degrees, which actually isn't that far off the temperature of the water around here come the winter. Um, so they find relatively warm water, they find ice-free lakes and, and ground. Um, and then Admiral Bird goes one further, remember, because when he went flying with his um, just his radio operator, I think, he, he said that they flew into a zone where they saw mammoths and then saucer-shaped craft flew alongside them, took control of his plane and landed it. Well, they then had a kind of debriefing and then he got put back in his plane and sent away. And, and Ed went into this in quite good depth and, and it turns out that the flight time was too long for the amount of fuel he had which was a bit strange <laughs> now that story comes from his diaries which are not verified so we don't know if that's a true story or not but the flight logs of the plane journey are verified because that occurred so the question is how, how did he fly for longer than he's got fuel for strange now, um, one of Cliff's other theories, in this case, he sounds very plausible, you know, but then again, most people do, if you, if, I mean, sometimes I can sound plausible. But one of these other theories is that they, they have this, do you remember the day after tomorrow when they had the, um, the, the polar vortexes that actually froze people, you know, solid? He reckons that can actually happen. And, um, you know, like, if the mesosphere drops through a hole in the ozone, there's a possibility that, boom, you could flash freeze animals. And that would that would maybe account for some of these mammoths and things that we've found in Siberia. Because, let's face it, mammoths are adapted for the cold. They've got a huge woolly jacket, right? And they're used to it. They lived in cold weather. That's why they're built like that. They've got loads of fat... They're big animals. They've, um, they've they've got their big woolly jacket. So the bigger you are, the less heat you lose proportionally. So if you're a fat person and you're finding it quite warm, see if you slim down, you'll feel better. Um, so so that that kind of thing, maybe maybe that kind of thing does account for that because there's no other way to account for animals that are caught in the in the midst of chewing the cud. You know, I'm chewing the cud. Next thing, oh. oh. I'm dead, and there's no other marks on it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't attacked by predators. It wasn't eaten. It wasn't killed by humans. You know, the thing just died. It seemed to drop dead and fall in the mud, and got preserved, which is quite interesting. Quite interesting. I, I quite like that. I, that's something that definitely bears further investigation. Ah. Uh, Shalini thought that was BS. That's that's right. Uh, 
Yep. Okay. Right. So um, that that nuclear accident that Nicky Poo caused was possibly the biggest one that America's actually had, especially not in its own soil. So that was that was interesting. Um, we'll talk about the Micronova another time because we're concentrating on Antarctica today, um, Andrew. Uh, now the next thing is this magnetic anomaly that they found under Antarctica. Um, and under Lake Vostok, which is a bit strange because Lake Vostok's under three kilometres of ice, and then obviously there's a lake, and then they'll find this huge magnetic anomaly, I think. I think it's something mental, like 300 kilometres wide, which is huge. You know, that's not a spaceship. But it's very close to the coordinates. Pardon me. That the spaceship was in the in the um, the X Files movie. Do you remember that? Do you remember the spaceship in, in Antarctica when Mulder and Scully Scully went down there? Um, so the coordinates for that are actually very close to where this magnetic anomaly is. Sometimes you wonder, you know, did Chris Carter have an inside line? Because some of the stories in the X Files were quite um. Quite, quite interesting, especially the ones when you know, when they were growing the bees and the insects and things like that, and you know the strange trains and the strange operations and implants and all this. So the the X Files was quite. Um, I I really did love the X Files. I must admit. So it's it's um quite interesting, and it probably piqued my interest in this kind of thing more than it should have. But yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was agreeing with you, Shilly, Shilini, you know, the the flash freezing. But apparently, it might not be bullshit. That's the thing. Because um, that's the kind of process that was a polar vortex type mesosphere descending thing that was uh, the day after tomorrow was kind of seeing it happened. But hey, hey ho. Um, X-Files, yeah, Shalini was obsessed with the X-Files. 2012 was terrible. Yes, the movie. Yes, it was. It was pretty bad. Although, um, you ever read, um, oh, God, what was his name? Um, oh, Larry Niven and Greg Bear, I think. I think they wrote a book. And the same kind of thing happened, and um, the Earth broke up. And But it was um, the book was really good. Book was good, but it wasn't 2012. It wasn't built like that. You know, the premises were much, much more, are much better thought out. Uh, right. Okay. So, um, I don't think there's a spaceship under there. I'd love it if there was, though, because I mean, did you ever see the thing? Did you see that's where that spaceship and uh, the um, was it? And uh, when I say the thing, I mean the Kurt Russell one, not the remake. But the, uh, that's where the spaceship, the photograph on the thumbnail is from, the spaceship and the thing. Um, so I, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, great movie, great movie, well worth watching. John Carpenter movie, I believe. The thing is a classic, yeah, yeah. It's, and considering, um, considering that was well before CGI, you know, the, I mean, all those effects were physical, I think. 
Um, that's, that was pretty damn good, you know, building models and stop motion and all that. Especially when the head sprouted legs and ran across the floor. That was tremendous. And then had the audacity to kick back at them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the remake. Yeah, well, the remake. It was a prequel, but it just. It doesn't. There's a certain je ne sais quoi that it just didn't get. Having said that, how can you. How can you top the guy? Who was Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> that was one of the best movies. One of the funniest and best movies I've ever seen. Kurt Russell at his absolute best. So funny. So funny. Um, really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Anyway, um, enough of that nonsense. Right, so... Now, there's two things I haven't looked up. Because I thought... I'll look up these things live with you, right? And we'll see, we'll see if we can find them um, that way, right? So if I open an extra tab, does oh you do see that, right? So let's see if we can um, let's see Raytheon personnel uh, evacuated from and. Let's see if we get in for that. Uh, right, here we go, here we go. What have we got here? Oh, no. This is quite interesting, but two men, one of the suspected broken job and airlifted from the uh, from the Antarctic most re remote research facility after an incident described as a drunken Christmas punch-up so that's in the Amazon Scott South Pole Station now that wasn't the one I'm thinking of right so that was McBurdo's staff uh, that was two men okay Oh, oh, no, he was. He was Raytheon, right? There was an altercation between two people, no indication of the cause or the background between the two folks. Uh, the engine man is an employee of Raytheon Polar Services, one of America's largest defence contractors. Uh, can you see this? I don't know if, you're, if we're down there. Yes. Uh, a company spokesman, Val Carroll, said an investigation into the incident would be held. She said it was company policy not to release names of the two men. The other man involved in the incident has flown back to the United States. Okay. Right. So that was a summer one. That wasn't the one that I'm looking for because I'm looking for one that occurred in the winter, which is very unusual, right? So it's very unusual for people to be taken off Antarctica in, in the middle of winter because it's very difficult to get there. Uh, let's have a look at this one. New Zealand Air Force plane took off, blah, blah, carrying a rescue mission to rescue four ailing Americans. Now, this might be interesting. C-130 Hercules left Pegasus Airfield at McMurdo Station just an hour after landing to retrieve four sick staffers and seven other Americans. Right now, the count is 11 people 
coming out for various reasons. For their employee, US-based Raytheon Polar Services. The primary purpose of the mission is emergency medical evacuation of one employee. So he declined to comment on the patient's conditions, but New Zealand Air Force sources said one man had a serious heart condition that required urgent hospital treatment. Fair dues. Um, but that, so that's what eleven people. Was that eleven people that have been taken off? All racing employees. So, other <laughs> others among the evacuees had family emergencies. Yeah, yeah, the cat died. Yeah, sure it did. Yeah. Yeah, that we need to go and take care of. Yeah, no. Several of the vacuums will need medical treatment. So, and one of them was an anaesthetist. All 11 are employees of Raytheon, blah, 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 long dark winter. Uh, oh, the, the doctor had to be pulled off. He had a gallbladder attack and was diagnosed with a potential life-threatening condition known as pancreatitis. Yeah, yeah. Flights to the North Pole Station, so South Pole Station, are normally halted from late February until November because of the extreme weather, cold, and darkness. So um, there you go, there you go. That was interesting. That rescue effort was the second in two years. So that was in October, October ninety nine and two thousand and one, right? So why um why were twelve or eleven employees of Raytheon? having to be pulled out of America. Now, the rumour, and now we're going into, now we're going into rumour, but the rumour is that they were all suffering from radiation sickness, right? Now, where they get radiation sickness in the South Pole after the last nuclear reactor was removed in 1993? Why is Raytheon a military contractor even on the Antarctic continent because the the contract the the, the, the treaty has no militarization of Antarctica, no exploitation of its resources, no permanent posts other than the research stations. So yeah, alien space lasers. Some are saying they found an alien ship and they got it from that. That's, we're, we're into the tinfoil hat. I mean, I might have to put my hat back on. We're into the tinfoil hat territory, but what is going on in Antarctica? That's the question. Because the problem is, nobody's got any oversight of Antarctica. We can't go down and look at it. We can't say, I'm just going to... Yeah, you know, I'll take a cruise down to Antarctica and I'll have a look, or I'll take a flight down to Chile and then I'll hop over to Antarctica for a day trip. You just can't do it. You, you don't get away with it, you know? Even people that have tried to sail there on their own boats end up losing their boat. I mean, there was a Swedish guy. He, he, tried, he tried to go there three or four times, and I think eventually his boat gets sunk. So, what's going on? Super strength granite. No, you'd likely get more sick in Aberdeen than you would in Antarctica. 
So that was one of the things I found out today, the Raytheon thing. And I'm glad I've researched it with you because it, it's, it appears, to, well, it's real, right? That's ABC News. So I think we'll give it, we'll give them that, we'll give them that it's probably real. They were Raytheon employees. And we don't really know because the excuses for being airlifted out of Antarctica in the middle of an Antarctic winter are weak. Other than the one guy who had a heart, you know, the heart condition, so that that definitely might require some further digging, but definitely worth a definitely worth a look. I, I like that, yeah. Right. So so that's um that's that one. So that one that one's um that's quite interesting. Definitely quite interesting. Yeah. What's going on in Antarctica? Have they found something? The other things are pyramids. You've seen the pyramids in Antarctica, and they look like pyramids, right? They do. But you know what else they look like? They look like the top of mountains. That's the problem I've got, because the ice is so thick. Surely these are just the tops of mountains, because if these were actual pyramids... It'd be the size of mountains. <laughs> so I'm a little bit confused about the pyramids. I'm, I don't think they are pyramids. I think they're actually mountains. Anyone else got any theory on that? Right. So shall we have a dig into what happened in 2021? And our, I keep forgetting the sea, Antarctica visits 2021. Yeah, 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 we know about the tourism. It's not really tourism, it's misrepresentation. Right, okay, they're not interested in that. Um, famous people or whatever. I tried celebrities earlier, they come up with nothing. Ooh, right, here we go. Wild! Which conspiracy theory explains all the celebrity visits in 20, oh, 2016, was it? Oh, it was 2016. Right, so um, allegedly astronaut Buzz Aldrin was medically evacuated from Antarctica. No, there was no allegedly about it. Buzz Aldrin was medically evacuated from Antarctica um, with fluid on the lungs, which is normally either associated with a heart condition or um, high altitude. So I'm not quite sure what, what altitude. That's a good question. What altitude is Antarctica, you know, the, the ice level, what, what is the altitude? We'll have a look at that in a minute. Um, he's supposed to have, have tweeted, we are all in danger, it is evil itself. He attached a photo similar to one below of an Antarctic mountain that looks a lot like a pyramid. Yeah, it does look like a pyramid, but how, how deep is the ice? Because if you've got a kilometre of ice underneath that, that means you've got a kilometre-sized pyramid, if that's a pyramid. Or is it just the top of a mountain range? That's a good question. And one that needs to be answered. Uh, 
was a 33 degree mason, astronaut, and military officer. Some have suggested that Buzz Aldrin is someone you might send in person to. Nah, I don't think you would, not at this point. Buzz Aldrin was what, in his 80s when they sent him down there? Uh, <laughs> or not, I said that we'd send him down because of his past experience of what he saw on the moon. Buzz Aldrin never on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I mean, we've done them in landings on the rabbit hole and it, 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 it just doesn't stack up, people. It does not stack up that they could go to the moon or they could have gone to the moon, but the risk was so high that they were almost bound to fail and if they failed, they were going to look so bad in the face of the Soviets that it was. I don't think it's something they could have contemplated. So I think why Buzz Aldrin is such a grumpy old guy is because is because he never went to the moon and that guy was right. The guy he punched, remember? Uh, right, so he was in the he was at the South Pole around November the thirtieth. Reported as being rushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and talking about the moon Ba 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 Right, what's he saying? He's not saying an awful lot. Secretary of State John Kerry made an unprecedented journey there for what appears to be a flimsy pretext, with a vague reference to concerns related to the climate change on November the 8th, 2016. So John Kerry went to Antarctica. Hmm. I remember that because that was the elections. US elections and John Kerry went to Antarctica while Donald Trump was getting elected. You know, wild or what? Why would he flee the country? Um, right? So, he, Kerry suggested a 35 year ban on private tourism, taking visitors to Antarctica. The distance of climate already keeps Antarctic tourism to a minimum. Why would further bans be needed? Hmm. Then, a few months earlier, Remember the Russian, the Russian Pope, um, Patriarch Karel, leader of Russia's Eastern Orthodox Church, visited Antarctica for no apparent reason, just a few days after an urgent meeting with Pope Francis, the other Pope. Um, the first such meeting since the year 1054. They don't get together very often, do they? <laughs> So that's only like the odd thousand years, but that's like, <laughs> that's like imagine if you only saw your mother-in-law every thousand years. <laughs> now, around the same time, and, and you know, I, I'll just check in with it. Um, let's just, let's just check in. Uh, Mr. Mr. Spencer's there. Hi, Spencer. Beats and tapes. Who saw about the kid that made the blackboard a spider bite him because he wanted... No, I don't see that. I'm going to have to watch that moon rabbit hole again. Yes, you will. Um, he said he urinated in his spacesuit on the moon. Yeah, yeah, OK. Um, did the cunt... I, I mean, have you guys ever been to, like, um, Kennedy? Have you ever been there? Have you seen Space Park? Have you been in the rockets? They're tiny. They are tiny. And, and people are meant to have orbited the, the Earth for, like, two weeks on these things. How? Not a toilet. You know, I mean, I mean they have to pull, I take it they have to 
do the toilet in their suit because there's no room to take your suit off. Like the Gemini stuff, they were up for hours, you know, sometimes over a day. How's all that work? Yeah, the rockets are huge, but the passenger compartment's so tiny. <laughs> They're teeny, teeny, tiny. Well, not just the command module. If you look at, I'm talking about the earlier ones, look at the ones like Gemini and whatever. So they were going up for like one, two days, okay? Circling the Earth, you know, doing like 16 orbits or whatever and then coming back down. No room, no room at all. It wasn't like you could step out to have a was, you know? So anyway, um, <laughs> did you touch the moon rocket to Kennedy? I guess I did. <laughs> I've been at Kennedy a couple of times, actually. I used to really like him. I used, to, I used to be quite into space and the moon and things like that until I realised that we didn't go. <laughs> Which is quite a disappointment. Right, so um, see, see, this, see this headline here that you can't quite see? That word there is... <laughs> so, it could be meaningless, but I can't help noticing a resemblance between the photo above and the pyramids of Giza in Egypt. Um, yeah, actually, there is a resemblance. There's a resemblance, but then again, humans are really good at finding patterns and things that don't exist, because that's our job, to find faces. And one of the reasons why one shouldn't be covering one's face. It's interesting to see many high-profile people at the South Pole for no clear reason. Uh, evidence has been or will be discovered there, proving that an advanced civilization thrived on Antarctica over 10,000 years ago, before the last major pole shift, right? And so that's um, magnetic fields moving. And, and that's something that we are undergoing just now, because, you know, the... The magnetic North Pole's moving in a region of what, 25 miles a year or something? It's just marching off to the northwest. It's going to end up in Siberia shortly. There's something else the Russians are getting. <laughs> and then there's a good chance that the, um, the South Pole will break up into many regional small South Poles that will then eventually coalesce back into another pole. Somewhere, you know, God knows where. Right, so um, uh, they're talking about could uh, could Antarctica have been Atlantis? Yes, well, if you turn the world and uh, you can't really say upside down, can you? Because there is no up or down in space. But if you look at Antarctica as a centre as opposed to the North Pole, if you look at Antarctica as a centre... It does look like it could be Atlantis because it's surrounded by all the other continents. Now, the problem is that you can't. it's very difficult to get to because the Southern Ocean is a complete and utter nightmare because there's no land in the way to break up all the waves and storms. So it nearly always goes through a storm when you try and sail across the Southern Ocean. That's why people don't sail across the Southern Ocean very often unless you're a mad Jap looking for whales. Right, or the New Zealand Navy because you've no option but to sail across the Southern Ocean because you're down there. 
Uh, right, and now then we go into the esoteric, don't we? We go into New Schwabenland, secret Nazi bases, submarine pens underneath the ice, um, entries into the hollow earth. Was Hitler, was Hitler taking the... Well, I, I don't think so. I think Argentina is the, the resting place for that man. Um, I've, yeah, um, it, might, it might surprise you, but I don't really subscribe to the Died in the Bunker thing because if you looked at Finding Hitler, that was quite a good TV series and there certainly seems to be reasonable evidence to suggest that he could have got out of Berlin. Um, where are we? Where are we? So, uh, a Stargate, <laughs> a Stargate, anyone, anyone heard about the Stargate? You guys are very quiet, is there anything you want to, anything you want me to dig into? Am I, am I boring you, are you enjoying this? I mean, if I'm boring you, just tell me, just tell me, I can turn it off. Um... The myths of many ancient people claim their ancestral homeland, Atlantis, was originally there. Well, I'm not quite sure that that's true. How many ancient people claim their ancestral homeland was Atlantis? I, I, I can't think of that many. I mean, everybody knows about Atlantis, but no one actually claims to be an Atlantean, apart from Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember the man from Atlantis? <laughs> I'm giving my age away now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so the penguins stubbornly returned to raise young in an attachment to a land they could not have evolved in under current climatic conditions, and the ancient maps, like Perry Rees, show the continent as it was known before the ice covered it, yet presumably because thousands of years ago the continent was not centred on the side. Oh, now we're into Earth Displacement Theory. Earth Displacement Theory is one scary shit. In fact, was 2012 about that? So Earth Displacement Theory is like, you know how the continents are all around the earth and we're all on plates and they slide against each other. Well, earth displacement theory is that instead of the continents sliding past each other, everything slides around the globe. So everything on the outside slides around the inside. It's like a big disconnect or something put, you know, it's like a bearing. Think about it as a bearing. So you got this. So if you had a ball in the middle, right, and then the outside was smooth and suddenly you wanted the top to be the bottom, you just go whoosh. The inside stays still and the top goes all the way down. So what's going to happen? Well, water has, has the momentum of spinning around the world at such and such a speed and the next thing you move everything and you're just going to have mega waves aren't you you're going to flood absolutely everything so that's an extinction level event or is it a Noah's Ark type event you know so that's um, earth displacement theory is not good it's not something you want to be encouraging um, you don't want that to happen so, but that would account for very quick temperature changes between continents because Antarctica could have gone from the equator to the South Pole. 
in basically a day, you know? And then, you know, all bets are off. All bets are off. And, and let's face it, we've already talked about the fact that fossils were found that show that Antarctica was warm at some point, you know, because you can't grow ferns and certain animals and things and insects in, in, in no heat, you know, especially insects. Um, I'm just going to grab another bottle of beer. What's have we? Oh... Hey, Vaughn, you'll like this. We have a touch of the hob. The hobgoblin. So, the golden hobgoblin. Lovely. Yeah, I shall get out the Swiss Army implement. Right, uh, so where are we? Um... So, apparently this amazing chapter of ancient history has been intentionally hidden from us. Now, the question is, why would it be intentionally hidden from you? Who are they? Who are these people that intentionally hide things? Because this is the part that I start to struggle with, because I, I can't think that anyone's organised enough to do this, you know? I really, I really can't. So they reckon it's going to happen again. So presumably because governments know that what happened before, pole shifts, earth displacement, is going to happen again. And they want to be prepared for it. And they want to prepare for it in secret. <laughs> Newsflash. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Dig up. Right. So you know how you've seen these big, um, seen like these underground storage places like in the Ozarks and things like that. You have seen them, yeah? You know, the big, big underground caverns and things. Um, Cheyenne Mountain, that kind of thing. There's no guarantee that these things are going to work. And what happens if you get stuck in there and you can't get back out? I mean, you're under millions of tons of stone. What if you get stuck? Or flooded? So, because you still got to breathe air. You can't manufacture air, you know, so you can't seal the thing from the outside. So, you know, what? It's just a bit... It's just a bit spooky, isn't it? So, what, what's the comments? Let's have a look at the comments. I'm looking at the Antarctic picture. I clearly see a mountain range and not a pyramid. Most objective musings of an idiot trying to make a name for himself by equating it to pyramids. Oh, dear. That's kind of, kind of what I said, but not as nastily. Which is rare for me. Um, oh, here we go, here we go. These are the ones that get me, right? These are the ones that get me. Yeah, displacement, this is stuff and emails. You're right, minute man. Aldrin tweeted and commented on an Antarctic mountain pick for comedy or attention or disinformation to distract us from potentially awesome truth. Why? Why do we need distracted from potential, potentially awesome truths? So I, I, I don't know. I mean, people, they just, they go too far. Uh, 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 uh. 
so this guy's this guy. Have you seen the Eye of Africa? Um, do, do you know about the Eye of Africa, people? Have you heard about it? So it's in the desert. Uh, just, just actually, just a little bit north of where all the trouble is just now. So the Eye of Africa is this kind of, and it looks like it looks like a kind of topographical map of Atlantis if you look at it from space, you know. So as as it as that Atlantis was, and 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 there's there's maybe something to be said for that because there was a river that used to run across the Sahara. And there are there are um, ancient pa- paintings or or descriptions of of the Sahara being you know lush and green. You know it's not always been a desert. So yeah, Mali's kind of where we were. Yeah, um, that's was that just a little bit north, or or is that south? Um, anyway, whatever. Actually, I'm not terribly up on my West African geography. <laughs> uh, although I've had, had I've had a look at it quite recently with the um, all the carry on with the Niger and the Ecowas. Uh, right, so that that kind of exhausts that page. I think. Um, oh, somebody's going on about the Ark of the Covenant at the bottom of it. Um, all stories claim that the Ark was called the Ark of Gabriel and that the Ark of Gabriel is not the Ark of the Covenant hold on that's a lie, they are the same Ark how many Arks do you think were located under the Temple Mount? Mm, okay, fair point the Ark of the Covenant had fallen through the Temple floor when Jesus appeared to die on the cross as recorded in Mark chapter 15 verse 28 and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom what does that mean the veil of the temple was rent in twain so the veil of the temple I don't know what that means rent in twain is you know obviously torn in two from top to bottom but what was the veil of the temple what is the veil of the temple I don't, I'm not really up in my biblical scholarship um, I'm not after Sunday school when I was a child which I was forced to go to I haven't really kept up with it apart from when I was in Hong Kong the teacher there in religious education was very good he was very good and he used to tell us all the scientific possible scientific explanations for many of the miracles like the manna from heaven and all that kind of thing so yeah I quite, quite enjoyed that Um so, 600 years later, Gabriel flew Muhammad to the exact same spot to replace the tablets of Moses' law with the Quran that Gabriel had just beaten into Muhammad. Hmm, that, that, is that right? Is that, in the, is that in the manual? Not quite sure about that. Um, see, then again, the, the, that book, right? Is what even worse than the Bible when it comes to conflicting stories? You know, it's um, it's pretty strange, pretty strange. So anyway, right, let's um, let's see. 
more strange and Antarctica update more strange visitors. Dun dun dun. And this comes from this comes to you from the Giza Death Star. So Joseph P. Home of the Giza community and Dr. Joseph P. Farrell. Have you read Dr. Joseph P. Farrell? Very good. Interesting read. The Black Sun, etc. Fiction, fact. One never knows. But um, yeah, um, Joseph P. Farrell's a good read. Um, I've enjoyed many of his books over the time. Uh, several people shared more. Right, so this was 2016. Uh, that uh, Bill Clinton visited New Zealand. Uh, Operation Deep Freeze. What is Operation Deep Freeze? Right, President Clinton spoke. President Clinton spoke via telephone. Twenty sixteen. That wasn't Clinton. Oh well, okay. Was see, this is annoys me. They keep calling them president, right? When they're not president anymore, because it was Obama who was the president in twenty sixteen before Trump. Right. Uh, <laughs> The spells there. The spells there. In 2013, Prince Harry joined one of three teams of wounded servicemen and women to trek to the geographic South Pole for working with wounded. The three seven-man teams from the UK, Commonwealth and USA departed London for Cape Town on Sunday the 17th to acclimatise at Novolarensky Station, Antarctica. That sounds, that sounds dubious. That sounds in a country that one can't have talk about these days. Um, teams of service personnel who have physical or cognitive injuries represent and raise funds for military charities. Good on you, good on you. Uh, the expedition teams are followed by a support team trekking around 15 to 20 kilometres a day. Well done, mate, well done. Endured temperatures as low as minus 45 centigrade. That's cold. 50 mile an hour winds. As they pull their pokes, these are custom-built Arctic sledges, each weighing in excess of 70 kilos towards the southernmost point on the globe. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that was lovely. So Prince Harry was in 2013. Uh, right. Spain. King Carlos goes to Antarctica. Uh, so why was King Carlos in Antarctica? <laughs> Oh, this guy's this guy's obviously in my book because he, he, he goes. Let's recall that the House of Windsor, or better, or better put, the House of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha, has its own multifaceted connections to the old houses of Hanover, Welfast, and of course the House of Hohenzollern. For all you Kaiser Wilhelm II fans, yeah, okay. Well, he was their cousin, wasn't he? Um, if you're having a war with your cousin, you've got to do the decent thing and at least change your surname. Uh, all we're missing here is a visit by the Romanovs. Well, given that most of them are knocked out. Okay, so here we go. Increasingly strange and bizarre list of people who have either visited or been connected to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> right, what have we got now? <laughs> did, I don't know if Metallica did do a kick down there, but it's a very interesting premise. If, you, if you've got a link, you know, fire it in. Um, Rudolf Hess, he went and he, he sponsored the expedition in 38 39. 
that's that's Herman Goring, uh, Admiral Richard Bird. We know about uh, Admiral Bird, the Russian Pope, the U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry. Yep, we covered that. Buzz Aldrin, Prince Harry, King Juan Carlos of Spain. Right. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, right. What else we got? We getting else? Um, didn't, uh... Right. So this is quite old. There's Joseph P. Farrell there. There's a doctorate in patristics, whatever that is, from the University of Oxford, and pursues research in physics, alternative history and science, and strange stuff. His book, The Giza Death Star, for which the Giza community is named, was published in the spring of 2002 and was his first venture into probably alternative history and science. He's definitely worth a read. I, I, I quite like him. Um, right. Let's, um... Uh, why, um, why are we getting... Right, hold on. Let's change the browser. Let's change the search engine. Because that's Brave's own search engine there. Right, let's go with DuckDuckGo. Right. Uh, visitors... Visitors from Spain. No, <laughs> visitors to Antarctica 2021. 23,000 visitors landed in the Antarctica during the 2021-2022 season. Yeah, but most of them, most of them were um, were not on land, really. They were on the ice shelf. I'm not finding a lot about celebrity visitors in 2021. Does anyone suggest any different search terms? Uh, Patristics or Petrology is the study of the early Christian writers who are designated church fathers. Yeah, thanks for that, Spencer. It means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> it doesn't help me much. <laughs> but yeah. Um, let's see what we got. Venon here. Antarctic Seas, year round access, species mining China, Tibet. We got there, China, Tibet, nope. Yes, Twitter did seem to have a problem with images yesterday. They found something in the ice. Well, that's Cliff High. Uh, that's a YouTube channel, so we can't, there's no point in playing that. An article from 2021. Right, let's look at this. The newest battlefield between China and the US, Antarctica. Really? Uh, Antarctica is imagined as a newest battleground the geopolitical rivalry between the United States and China with the two countries pushing the boundaries of a treaty that has prevented their military presence except in a scientific setting hence 12 Raytheon employees there sorry 11 and emphasise the need to care for the environment for the next 60 years why just the next 60 years? New bases and stations are going up and new polar-capable ships are being built in this frenzied effort 
to gain the upper hand on the continent. China is currently building its fifth base in the region. That's quite a lot. US has commissioned six new icebreakers to improve capability in polar regions. Well, you know what? The US needs more icebreakers if they want to try and bully Russia because Russia owns the North. You know, the, the US has no capability in the, in the, uh, in the Arctic Sea. As the region becomes increasingly politicised, well, that will happen, won't it? There is more discussion around whether certain countries, namely China, <laughs> certain countries, China, <laughs> are gently walking over the red lines of the Antarctic Treaty in order to further a political or security agenda. Well, they almost certainly are, because, you know, China, China has one priority, and that's China. You know, it's as simple as that. Uh, new new icebreakers are critical. Why is singer Lord discussing spending time at Scott Base? What was she doing down there? Maybe she did a gig down there. Right, okay. Uh, try typing their names. Who are we looking for? Who went? Jacinda Horseface was there last year, if I remember. Right, okay, that's one. I'll try that. Tiny State Media say, Cunlan is one of the best places on Earth to conduct astronomy. Yeah, well, it's not going to be, it's going to be a, uh, what's it called, a dark sky zone. Logistics are the problem. Without a reliable icebreaker, a suitable plane, countries can't easily get to the Arctic bases. That's always handy. Oh, drones. Unmanned aerial vehicles will enhance their ability to inspect bases. We'll drone them. Right, okay, let's, um, let's try... Let's try a turn. A turn visits Antarctica. Yeah, there you go. You're right. Alright, let's go with Royals. Only because NBC will be biased to something. Uh, New Zealand's Ad Hearn visits Antarctica to highlight climate change challenges. Wellington, 27th, okay. October 27th. Okay, you're right, she was there. Doesn't say much about it. Was Greta, did Greta ever go to Antarctica? I wonder if Greta's been there. Greta. Did she? It looks like she might have. Um, not quite sure, but anyway, she might have. Uh, who else? Four celebs. Who? What ones did they mention? Were they in? Were they in the tweet? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Aye. Uh, well, that's a uh, Brad Garling. Brad Garlinghouse. 
Oh, we know Christine Lagarde, yeah. Um, David Schwartz. And who was that? Klaus. 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 Did you go? Klaus. You ever, um, you, any of you guys that follow Formula One, have you ever heard Susie Wolf talking? Remember, she used to do. I think she used to commentate, or not commentate, but she used to be on like Channel 4 as a pundit type thing. Have you ever heard her talking because she's picked, <laughs> while she's Scottish, right? <laughs> she's married to Toto Wolf, and she's picked up this German way of giving it the hard ow. <laughs> so she says the weirdest things. It's really bizarre. I find it quite humorous. Oh, right. Fact check. Right. Oh, right. If there's a fact check, that's probably... Right. Cabal. Cabal leaders. What was... Right. Hold on. Did not go to... Right. What, what are we checking here? Did Cabal... Right. So, first of all, we're checking did Cabal leaders. Right. So, what's a Cabal leader? Okay. Go to Antarctica, surrender to... Oh, good God. Good grief. Now we're going down a rabbit hole of some proportions, are we not? They must have had a JCB to dig this one. Right, okay. Well, that's just a nonsense fact check. It really is, because it was a nonsense story to start with, wasn't it? Right, let's have a look at this. The Void UK. Did the global elite meet in Antarctica? Surely not. Bam, bam. Popped into Antarctica last week to watch the lovely solar eclipse. Yes, there was a solar eclipse. And chin rag about the elimination of 93% of the world's population. Oh, good God. Why would you want to eliminate 93% of the world's population? You need a population to keep you in, to keep you in the style to which you have become accustomed uh, uh, uh. Don Lemon's lot. Oh, good God. Hey, uh, right. Uh, so, the, what are you telling us, mate? You're telling us nothing. This is just crap. This is just crap. I would go. See, if you were a world leader and you had the opportunity to go to Antarctica to watch an eclipse, would you go? I would go. I'd go in a heartbeat. I mean, this guy says probably not, but who really believes that Clay Schwab, Christine Lagarde and several tech billionaires went all the way down to Antarctica, smacked by in the middle of their Pride Great Reset just to see an eclipse? Well, I would, I would go. I would go in a heartbeat. Yeah. Thanks, Ogham the Bold. That really helped. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the thought. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, check click on the two below that fact checked result they were published after it. Right, okay, I'll go back. Um so that that guy that guy didn't impress me at all, whoever that was. Right, uh, fact check. Strange things going on Antarctica. Uh, secure the public.com. That doesn't. 
Oh, secure Arkansas. This doesn't. This, oh my God! It says it's a grassroots organisation. Maybe we should change our. Maybe we should change our description because we're a grassroots organisation. Does that mean that we're dodgy? I think we need to change that, Ben. 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 Take a note. We need to change that. No, you're right, Spencer. I mean, I would, I would go in a heartbeat. Yeah, once in a lifetime. An eclipse from Antarctica. Yeah, that, that's got to be in the book. Yeah. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Supposedly, supposedly. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, we know Davis is from the close shop. Oh, good God. Good God. Check out the actual mysterious names of the islands. Deception Island. Delta Island. Coronation Island. Omicron Islands. Rockefeller Plateau. Rothschild Islands. Well, do you not think that these islands are called after people that probably sponsored the expeditions way back in the day? Uh, right, okay, so you're telling us nothing, nothing of interest. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, so what's COP26 saying? Antarctic Treaty System dominated by Antarctic Treaty itself, been enforced for 60 years, blah, blah, blah. Only region on Earth dedicated to peace and science. If the path forward isn't carefully charted, the consequences for our daily lives will be profound. Profound indeed. Right, okay. Okay, what's this? Uh, so, what we see in here is. You you show me two. They're showing us two pictures. Sea ice, sea ice, right? And the sea ice here is missing, right? Well, when when were the well, well look, this was taken in September, which is the end of winter in Antarctica, right? And this was taken in February, which is the middle of summer. <laughs> Good job! Good job, people! <laughs> what a bunch of twats! <laughs> if you're going to try and prove a point, take them at the same time! Good night, Selene. It's been lovely. It's been lovely for you to have attended so long. Thank you. Um, we appreciate it. Oh. Yeah, um... I think we're probably pretty much I think I think we're coming to pretty much the end of our investigation for the evening anyway. Um I think I I don't know. I don't know if they went or not. Uh, do I care? Probably not. I mean what's going on in Antarctica? I don't know. I don't know. Have they found something in Antarctica? I doubt it. But if you're going to find anything, like bits of Mars, here's the thing that gets me. They tell me they found Mars meteorites. 
in Antarctica, right? And that's you—you you know, it's um, that—that's plausible because you can you can find them quite easily because they tend to lie on the ice, and they stick out because they're black and the ice is white. <laughs> so they find meteorites. They find quite a lot of meteorites in Antarctica, and um, of course, with the magnetic field lines of the Earth and all that, you probably find that that probably helps because that maybe getting dragged in, but um, but they find bits of Mars. So how does a chunk of Mars get here? Think about it. Because the escape velocity from Mars is eleven and a half thousand miles an hour. Slightly less than Earth. I think we are 17,500. So, how does it get off the planet? And how does it get here? So, for it, to, for it to get here, something had to hit Mars, or an explosion had to throw a bit of rock at over 11,500 miles an hour. I don't think volcanoes can do that. I don't think so. Beats and Tapes has beat me to it. Did this rock accidentally get trapped in the landing gear of an alien spaceship? <laughs> and then become jettisoned on the way down to Earth? <laughs> you never know. You never know. Right, thanks, Andrew. Oh, have we gone down the we go down the electric universe? Because that's another possible explanation for a chunk of Earth, a chunk of Mars coming here. Because electrical activity between planets, possibly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because then we're talking massive forces. It's like, um, I mean, do you really think the Grand Canyon was ground out by a stream? Um, and and what about the um, the Valley Marinus or what was it called Marinus or whatever on on Mars? You know, would you was that ground out by water? I mean, it's like five miles deep or something. It's crazy. So these have all the hallmarks. I mean, the Grand Canyon as well has all the hallmarks of electrical. Um, what do they call it? Um, when electrical discharge grounds itself out and you know they've got all that filigree and all that where it, it's branches out and of all these different bleh. yeah so um they, they've got they've got all the hallmarks of that um so it's definitely um definitely a potential i think definitely a potential so i hope you've enjoyed this i've, I've quite enjoyed it it makes me feel less lonely i feel like i'm actually speaking to people so <laughs> It's been quite good. I mean, normally I've got my little chum Ben to sound off, but, you know, it's nice to be able to talk without being continually interrupted. <laughs> I love you too. Oh, how many alien crafts have you been on? Mm. That's, well, sometimes that's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Lucky Universe, that could be another talk one night, couldn't it? Because I, I, I think there's a lot there's a lot about the Electric Universe that I like. There's a lot about it I like. I think it explains an awful lot of things that science has a problem explaining. Um, 
It really does. So I, I like the Electric Universe. I've, I've been a bit of a proponent of it. It seems to have disappeared with Walt Thornhill's death. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, I think we might get down the Electric Universe one night. I've, I've really enjoyed this chat, actually. Um, it's been good. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you have. And remember, if you want, you can always you can always support us. Every every contribution, no matter how small, is gratefully received. Um, and and we'll push. What we're trying to do is we're trying to trying to make more money each month, right? So the more people that donate, the better, because our advertising revenue is terrible. <laughs> We've been monetized since what May, and our advertising revenue is terrible. But but we will um. We will do a video and we'll show you exactly what we're earning from advertising. It's not, it's not good. Fourth turning, yeah, I think um, I, I'd like to do. I'd like to do a bit more personal research first before we go back into the fourth turning. Um, but on first glance, it looks good. Uh, I like the, um, I like the idea of it. Uh, ben doesn't. Ben doesn't like it, so I could do it as a solo. Um, I've quite enjoyed this. I must admit, I have enjoyed it. And as I said, I hope you have too. So, I've repeated that three times, so I think it's probably time for me to go now. So, um, good night. Good night, people. Have a good one. Love you all. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Breaks on the road.